right, um, fellas. Oh, you're yeah, recording. Right. I can stop it if you want to. No, okay. Well, I mean, we're recording it, so you can cut all this out, presumably. Allegedly. <laughs> you're the one. You're the you're the one with the broadcast hat on. <laughs> Thought it was a nice little tip. <laughs> I got. I look. I look really tired. I got really beady eyes, like this. You're like a little a lizard. Anyway, mm. this is a great way of getting into the Sportscast Safari podcast. As usual, top professional. Um, we still haven't got our theme song, have we, Luke? Do you want to go? You guys are inviting <laughs> me on here without a theme song? <laughs> what am I signing up for? Oh, man. Oh, we didn't tell you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the guest has to do it, don't you? <laughs> yeah, you have yeah, to sing the theme the song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, sack, like a little. Yeah, that's good. It's better than we can do. So yeah, done, done. Anyway, this is a ever, ever professional sportscast for your podcast. So we have a very special guest uh, with us, uh, calling in from Virginia in the USA. Our good friend Andy Jocelyn. Andy, how are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I am. Sitting here in Virginia, it's on the eve of what looks like snow coming our way, as I was telling you earlier, Andrew, and that always brings such a flurry of excited emotions, um, especially when it's, I'm a, I'm a high school teacher, so the possibility of a day uh, less of this virtual teaching nightmare that we're currently, <laughs> currently in <laughs> is always welcome, so uh, possibility of that happening on Monday makes me um even more excited to get a car out, probably um, have a little shenanigans tomorrow. So that's a good thing. Fantastic. So I guess we hang should... On, hang give... on, so virtual teaching, but still like yeah. if it snows, not, not school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, um, <laughs> really? Yeah. And let me say, before you say anything, it's really important <laughs> that we have a snow day, okay? So let's just get that clear. Uh, but... Um, yeah, like the, the internet around here is so hit and miss. Like a, a lot of the teachers are doing virtual school from their classroom, including myself. So it's like, yeah, I have to drive like 30 minutes to get to, to school to, to, to be able to Zoom. So, yeah, so it's a little get, bit. So do you ever get the real, the real like, what do you call it? The truculent kids or how I've mispronounced that word. But, the, you know, the, the kids that don't really want to be there. And if it's all virtual teaching, they're like, oh, my, my internet's going bad. Oh, no internet. Yeah. Because if I oh, was yeah, in yeah. school and I could have literally ended everything at one flick of a switch and just been like, oh, I'm just, I'm going to just go play oh, yeah. Xbox now. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly what's happening to uh, <laughs> millions, millions of children <laughs> all over the nation. Internet um, outages like never yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, somehow the internet is out yet you're sending me an email and I can see you playing an Xbox in the background. So <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe this is their lesson that if, if you get a lie, do it properly. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got to build the should... story, right? You got to build the yeah. story. You can't, can't yeah. just like do the little end bit. These, these yeah, kids yeah. are going to lie better. Yeah. 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 I think a whole generation. Yeah. There's, there's no, there's no forging of parents' signatures here. What's going on? <laughs> a, whole, a whole generation is losing the ability to tell a good uh, lie, like to get out of something. Like it's just like literally all you have to say is the internet doesn't work, and I can't do anything. <laughs> and then do nothing. Do nothing yeah. else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
So I feel yeah. like I need to jump in um, and and give a quick introduction as to, to who Andy is and why and how he fits into the Sportscast Safari story, because he really is a very integral part of this whole project, which um, is, yeah, just it's a very cool thing. So, yeah. Andy, do you want to do you want to do the story? Do you want me to? Do you, or just look? Sure. I'll I'll start off the story. Yeah. That's issue one, Sportscast Safari. Oh, double, yeah, yeah, yeah. double page spread. That is Mr. Justin filling up his GDV six. Alfred, man, that was such a sweet car. And yeah. it is the, the the title of that story is the Sportscast Safari. Wow, the OG, the OG, the OG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, thanks for making me blush, Andrew. Uh, and I'm, yeah, it's not the PBR that's doing it, I'm sure. But, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, I mean, if you want to go right back, I, I think that it's pretty amazing that we were like wholesome friends found on the internet back in yeah. the nascent days of message boards. Yeah. Like pre-social media. Like, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Amazing. Yeah. So I... I, I met you because I was studying abroad in Adelaide for a year and, you know, going in there basically blind with no idea what the hell I was getting myself into, which became incredibly apparent when I got there. And everybody I met from Adelaide was like, why did you come to Adelaide? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, in my lead up to going there, I put a message on um, the, the Australian group of the Alfa Romeo uh, BB, Alpha BB yeah. website, yeah, mm. and um, just said I was coming, and then you responded, and we're like, yeah, definitely hit me up if you you get here, and because I'm on this um, forum, and this guy's like, oh yeah, I'm coming to the University of Adelaide for a year. Is anyone into Alphas? And I'm like, Are you serious? Like, who's on Alpha <laughs> BB from America coming to the University of Adelaide? Like, what? Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, and then yeah, we met up on Rundle Street somewhere near that big the big chrome jelly bean and um, <laughs> uh, yeah and it was great and then you took me to so much awesome shit like uh track days at malala and stuff like that i mean that was like I defining that. for me yeah except like the, part of the, experience. the funny thing that i found so funny about that was that i remember you we met up on it was like day three or day four or something you're really early you know didn't didn't know anyone and then yeah. I reckon three months in, you were taking me to house parties and you had more friends than I did. And you, knew more people, <laughs> and you were introducing me to people in Adelaide. <laughs> and I'm just like, cool. Like, yeah. that, that, like, I think we touched it. Do you remember that? There was that house party at that, that North Adelaide house. And yeah. I, I didn't even know. And of course, what I've come to know now is that, you know, expat culture is really fun and particularly expat student <laughs> culture is really fun and yeah. you know, every, everyone's looking to make friends. So everyone's really keen on, you know, but yeah, yeah, I just remember going to this, you know, you're like, oh yeah, we've got this party and, and getting there and this house. And it was like a scene out of like an American movie. There must've been like 300 people spilling out onto the road. It was shoulder to shoulder, like the whole way through the house. There was a DJ, like with the booth set up and the lights and the speakers. Oh, I think there were two DJs. There were two DJs. That's the one backyard the back. one. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, and then remember the police shut it down <laughs> and then we all hid in them. Um, what's his, what's that guy's name? Room. Manoli's room. Yeah. Good times. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, it was. Which, which permeated everything that happened. Just, <laughs> we're not going to say any more about what happened. But just, <laughs> Leave it at that. Hey, I'm hearing Andy sound. Is your Luke? Is, are you hearing Andy okay, or is that me? No, it's it's Andy. Okay, Uh-oh. go on, funky. I'm right, funky. right. Can you hear me? <laughs> what do we do? I've never used him for a podcast before. I'm not sure how to fix this. <laughs> is it, can you not hear me at all? We can hear you, but it's like you're a little chipmunk in a in a fishbowl. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, uh, I can tell just, you. Just thing. go to the mute. Go, go to the. Are you on your phone or on the computer? Yeah, I'm on my phone. I'll just, I'll just um, yeah, mute and then come back. This is better. Is. This is better. Not really. I reckon the the app might have gone funky. Zoom app. Yeah. The beauty of doing not doing this live is that we can edit this bit out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Well, just 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 Andy, close it and re- just close and reopen it. Yeah, just reset okay. it. Just re- rejoin okay. yeah, that. We'll wait for close you. the app. Rejoin it. Okay. Okay. This is the good part of not live is we can edit this out. <laughs> yeah, but then there's the the time of editing it out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that was the best bit about live. You just do it. That is done. Done. I'll edit it. I'll figure it out. Anyway, good. so sorry, man. Just oh, dude, it's fine. Completely... It's cool. It's true. It's true. Mm. Too much going on. Yeah. Late night last night. No, it wasn't actually. I kind of forced myself to go to bed. I was in bed before eleven. So oh, wow, it was just a big day. All right, he's joining the house. Oh, Luke. Hmm. You will not. You. Can you hear me? Yes. Hey. And we are back. All right. I'm guessing. I'm guessing the app just didn't like how long it was on for. <sighs> yeah. My so just. Is, my phone is a little hot, so I'm sure that's not a great scene. Uh, yeah, that might do it. Anyway, so for those, we're, we're probably going to edit that little gap out. So um, yeah. We'll continue on. We had a bit of a tech problems, but we are we are back. You were describing back. a porno themed house party in Adelaide, South Australia. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> or where you begin? Where all good stories begin? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah that 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 house in particular and that crew um, were, were yeah amazing, amazing party animals, um, but. And other another integral part to the early days, I think we have to mention Andrew as we were we were just talking before we started this whole thing was 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 Shirley, and uh, your help in stewarding Shirley to uh, other abodes. Shirley uh, was an Alfred Mayor. I'm, I'm about to say I'm lost because all I've heard is porno house parties and then Shirley and then Shirley. Getting, moving on to another abode. <laughs> no, that's it. Like, yeah. Andy's gone. Yeah. 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 So who's who's Shirley, Andy? Uh, <laughs> so Shirley is a, a, a lovely lady of, I guess at this point, what, 1980? She's not 81, I think. So she's, she's getting probably, on now. Yeah, about 40 years old. Uh, yeah, no, it's an Alfa Romeo um, Julieta 2.0. 
I think it was an 84, actually, if I remember correctly. Mm. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was purchased off the bulletin board uh, for the grand price of $500. And uh, me and my my roommate, Tiago, and... Ah, Tiago, uh, yeah. Yeah, Tiago. Yeah, yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was from Portugal and... Yeah, yeah. Quite an individual. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening, Tiago, hi. <laughs> uh, and and Kurt Graham, who was another friend of mine, uh, who I met there in, in the program, who was from Indiana. So we went out on this thing together, bought it for $500 to do a road trip, and we drove it from Adelaide to Alice Springs and back and uh, did some off-roading in it, uh, forded some creeks, had some insane adventures the thing the thing would barely idle you know and and like on <laughs> it's a hunk of crap <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 let's not oversell this thing shit box like didn't someone when you were like leaving on your alice springs trip someone reversed yeah. into it and then you got your money back from <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah somebody in the commodore in a cole's parking lot smashed into the door and then had a panic attack because he didn't have insurance and so he was just like i'll, I'll go to the atm i'll get you some cash let's not call the cops and he's like how much and i was like ah i guess like 500 dollars to cover it <laughs> so it was a free car on day one of the trip so wow um but yeah I bet, I bet second gear didn't work uh yeah definitely very crunchy a little crunch <laughs> <laughs> a little uh, flavor of crunch and and the hardest part though was was knowing when you were in second gear i don't think i've ever felt a looser shift in my entire life <laughs> no bushes had no bushes. no, no it was no like bushes. stirring porridge literally <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah it was it was a good car and you know, made an epic trip and and was just kind of like on the scene for that year in Adelaide, which was which was a fun thing, and definitely owe Andrew for letting me you know change oil in the shed and then taking it after after I was on my way home and got a speeding ticket on my last or you know a a, a failed reg rego, I don't I don't know what the the lingo so. I got pulled over on my way to drop it to Andrew's house after my registration had gone out like two days prior. And, uh, oh, unlucky. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was like a $500 ticket and I was leaving the country in like two days. And so I, I mean, the, I told the cop, I was like, I'm not paying. <laughs> and she's like, she was like, well, that's your decision, but I'll still have to write it. <laughs> and, you know, that's my rough australian accent i hope i haven't offended your whole audience but no no <laughs> we take the compliment uh, we, 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 can, we can laugh at ourselves it's all good <laughs> you you're, you're right mate me how to no worries yeah. <laughs> australians <laughs> taught me how to do that y'all are the best at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah so wrote the ticket and so left the country andrew sold it on ebay but um i like the, a year or two later i came back or i guess it was it was probably two years later that i came back to australia and lived for another year in melbourne but on my way back i remembered i had this like outstanding ticket and so i 
I called like over Skype, I called the um, South Australian, you know, what, what do you guys call like your, what's the Department of Motor Vehicles called there? Transport SA. Yeah. Transport SA, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I was like, hey, I don't know about this ticket. I just want to make sure. I'm just like curious. And she's like, yep, yeah, well, you got to pay it. And I was like, nah, <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I'm, I'm going to do that. And she's like, well, and I was like, can I, will I be able to get into the country is what I wanted to make sure I was. Cause people that lived in the house after I left had been getting mail to my house in, in South Australia for like tickets that were mounting. It, the money was, it was like over two grand by the time <laughs> I stopped paying attention to it. And um, yeah, so she just like, you know, basically said, I can't not, I can't tell you whether or not you'll be allowed into the country, but oh, I can tell you, you won't be allowed to drive in the state of South Australia ever again. And I was like, <laughs> you know what? I can handle that. If that's the worst that happens, I'm fine with that. <laughs> and they let me in and there was no problems. <laughs> uh, what a thing. What a car. You know, funny, funny story. So, so Shirley was, she was, she was loose. She was loose. And our friend, um, our friend Michael Katsikidis a couple of weeks after you left, you know, we had it and, you know, I was driving a little bit and it was kind of fun. And then um, our friend back in the day, he's like, you know, likes a bit of a handbrake turn. And then um, I remember he's like, oh, can I have a drive? And I was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And so um, Katsikidis goes roaring up like military road. And then it's, you know, two lanes each way with the median strip and then just yanks this massive handbrake turn and spins it around. And I'm just, A, freaking out, sitting in the car going like, the body roll was immense. But then also B going like, man, I don't want to fix this car. Like, I don't, it's going to break. And I just don't want to have to fix it before we sell it. And it did help together. Did ripped a good handbrake turn. And I think it was wet. God, that's wet um, and bold tires. Yeah. Yeah. I am surprised what didn't happen there was what happened to us in the road trip when we hit a bump. And uh, I think we had the Beach Boys album in the CD player and it got stuck on the track, Help Me Rhonda, at full blast <laughs> and just would, would repeat the track over and over and over for like an hour and a half getting into Cooper PD. It was Help Me Rhonda on repeat. <laughs> which that's that's what should be your theme song that's amazing, amazing. Yeah. okay okay done done we'll, we'll get play it that out of my life, <laughs> out of my life. yeah <laughs> i must admit my dad was so thrilled when that thing went because it was like <laughs> I, at least for me it was kind of funny but for him it was just like a car in the way so anyway but it's all cool it's all cool so yeah so fast forward you went back to virginia you've got on with your your life 2013 i ended up in Virginia and you were like let's do a road trip and um yeah. yeah so basically um yeah I was in New York and then um and then Andy was was nice enough he remember he came up in the GDB6 he had that amazing GDB6 which had the really rough body like the body was <laughs> but mechanically was like ace like that thing was just so good drove so well and you come up to New York and then remember you we stuck into that hostel and then you stayed that night that extra yeah. night for free and then we smuggled you out at like 5 a.m in the morning that was great yeah actually on in terms of like that story and uh you know when we were putting that together and going through all the pictures that's one of my like i mean there's so many good photos in that story but like one of them was definitely the the gdb6 in new york that's pretty cool yeah yeah and that that was pretty awesome yeah it was cool and 
I'm glad that you got a picture of it being cool because I I fucking hate driving in cities. Like, <laughs> just not something I do. And so it was it was stressful driving in New York City. But I, I saw the pictures and I was like, oh, maybe it was kind of worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I mean, you know, you know, I've been there for a couple of days. Oh, I was staying. Yeah, no, that was. Good yeah, we time. we stayed at that hostel, and all I remember from that hostel since you mentioned the hostel was me sneaking in and like the first thing seeing like the guy on the dock the bottom bunks like dick just out (laughs) (laughs) he was fully naked (laughs) relatively yeah we didn't have a light yeah yeah and that was and then it was like oh sorry man i'm gonna be sleeping on the floor right next to you maybe put your dick away (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, and then we stuck out, and then, and then, yeah, and then that that road trip was just a catastrophe because there's here's me like I hadn't really done that much traveling. I mean, I'd just done my best road trip in Europe, but you know, I'd never been to the to the US before, and I was like, man, you know, like we're going so close to Washington DC, you know, Washington DC. Like, I'd love to, you know, surely we can just duck in, and you being the polite, lovely <laughs> gentleman that you are were far too kind to tell me that that was a ratchet idea. Like we should never have done that. We should have just, just, just like kept going. And you were like, yeah, it all comes down to timing. Like (laughs) five o'clock on a Friday, not the ideal time. time. (laughs) But we saw, I I remember literally running into the air and space museum and running up, physically setting sight on the spirit of St. Louis and having like literally like two minutes of like, cool. And then running back into the, like down (laughs) into the car. And then we got stuck in that monumental traffic on the way out to Richmond. But anyway, so yeah, so we did this, we did this trip and, um, and it was cool because, um, you know, Andy had his GDB six and then, um, Andy's mate Steve came out and he had the Porsche 914. And then of course, you know, three car dudes, everyone wants to drive. So um, you know, Andy linked us up with this dude that rented out sports cars and we rented this Alpha Spider 74, I reckon it was a 74 Spider. It was 76, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah, maybe a, yeah, a little bit fact check. Fact check. <laughs> yeah, yeah, please. Please. We're entering yeah. hazy territory. Uh, it says here, hooked me up with a rented 71 Alpha 71. Spider. 71. Wow. So unless you didn't fact check properly the first time, then that is also <laughs> possible. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a little, it didn't have chrome bumpers, I don't think. Nah. Uh, 74 uh, was. No, no. What ones? I thought all US ones were all the plastic fantastic ones. Uh, 74 was the last year of chromies in the States. Right. Yeah. Well, it's got the, it's got like the Mondiali kind of like, wheels on it yeah yeah there he is yeah look at that fresh shaven child during the shutdown i remember that the first government shutdown we were there and um closed all the national parks because no one was getting paid welcome to america it was um but i'm the best t-shirt how good's that dude had a speed racer t-shirt the renter guy (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. he was a cool dude (laughs) what a dude um, but um yeah he he rented these sports cars just to fund his own addiction um, and it's yeah that that guy and his cars they're they're like you know these these legendary cars that were you know beat to shit for decades and then like hit the market and and i bought one of his cars accidentally 
<laughs> it's it's not a good realization to realize like you've just bought like a rental sports car. <laughs> I must so, say we we drove that spider hard. Like like yeah. <laughs> we drove it hard. <laughs> yeah, it was smoking up Crabtree Falls for it. I'll tell you yeah. that. Because when you're trying to chase like a 2.5 GDB6, <laughs> like you yeah. need to work a tired spider pretty hard to keep up. <laughs> I need a hustle. Well, that's like um in uh in australia whenever you like there's a few companies but like you whenever you see a car that was first owned by wch proprietary limited it's avis and so like whenever you see that you're like mm, maybe not no. this one <laughs> no. my, my grand my grandma bought a camry and it was a wch car like when when, 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 I, when she bought it and stuff i went and grabbed it and went through the books and was like Oh no, she bought a renter. Yeah. <laughs> Still going strong to this it's day. A Camry. <laughs> Goes forever. Misses yeah. oil changes, no problem. <laughs> what, are, what are oil changes? No. For a but, Toyota, I don't know. <laughs> but Virginia, like Andy, your part of the world where you live is I can't communicate how beautiful it is and how good the roads are and how friendly the people are and how amazing the the barbecue is the food is and you know charlottesville where you know where you're close to is just a, a really cool town and yeah it was just and anyway i guess to keep keep this train rolling along um yeah the, the term kind of sports car safari sort of popped into into you know our heads as we were on that trip it was kind of you know these three cars and the safari and then yeah a couple of years later when luke and i well, actually not a couple of you know the next year or you know whatever when we're looking to oh, no, we, we probably came up with that idea around that time yeah, anyway yeah it, took us similar. it was like a hundred drunk meetings of yeah let's do this let's do a magazine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah and um, yeah. and yeah and then we're just like what are we going to call this thing and then i just kind of thought back to that that trip and and that was sort of where the seed was sown for that kind of you know capturing that spirit of adventure and that kind of you know using the cars to have a good time it's not really about the cars it's about the you know what you do with them and yeah so that's kind of yeah you day one so uh yeah it's yeah. Good, to, good to good to have you so yeah 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 and that was um you know for me like the fulfillment of a cool thing which is you know you go away at this young age as a, as a college student right and you you meet people from around the world and, and make connections over the various things that you make connections over. In our case, it was cars. And mm -hmm. um, to be able to then have that continue into a friendship that, you know, might might last a lifetime, you know, with somebody that's from such a different world, you know, and connected through cars, right? And yeah, um, yeah I mean, it, it's, it's awesome. And it's like, it's cool that, you know, in this conversation and then, and our, you know, more recent trip in England, which we can talk about. Um, <laughs> it's like, you just, it's like yeah. when you have something this, uh, that you're this passionate about, you can just pick it up as if nothing happened, right? Like we, mm. I, you know, it took mm. 30 seconds from us getting on this call before we were joking and laughing about random car bullshit, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. exactly. What, what I want to know, Andy, is how does a guy from Virginia, US, get into alphas um so for me the alpha thing uh was started in high school um so there was like on from my house 
there's a beautiful country drive that or my my high the house I grew up in, in was when I was in high school. Uh, there's a beautiful country drive that goes out to Lime Rock Park, which is a, a small historic racetrack and and set into the hills in Connecticut. It's gorgeous. Um, and along that track, there's um, a shop called Alphas Unlimited, which I don't, I swear I'm not wearing the t-shirt on purpose, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just have like a dozen of these, but. Um, <laughs> I need to go on. But it's just, it's just like this, like ridiculously idyllic little shop that specialized in alphas. Um, so, you know, from you know, the age of thir- 12, 13, when my, I'd go with my dad and my brother to go watch races at Lime Rock, I would always make them stop so I could peer into the windows and <laughs> see what they were working on and stuff. Um, and then, you know, fast forward to maybe my junior year in high school and I had a student teacher um, in, who was an English teacher and it was just this righteously cool dude. And he drove an Alpha Milano. So I, is that what you guys call them there too? Or 2.5? 75. 75, that's right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we had a Milano. And I I knew what it was. I saw him in the parking lot and said, nice Milano. And then he was like, you you know what this is? You know? <laughs> and uh, from there, then, you know, we bought, we, you know, just got along really well. And so he ended up hooking up hooking me up with a job there at Alphas. Um, so, you know, from the age of 16 to 19 or 20, that was like, you know, my summer job and any spare time I was, I was working there and, you know, mostly just like shop boy type stuff, you know, oil changes, you know, cleaning up parts, you know, small services, stuff like that. Definitely not, you know, mechanic level or anything, but um, yeah. And I mean, just like totally immersed in it from that, that period, um, on. And, and so, you know, my first car was a 79 spider and, um, that GTV six that, that Andrew drove that I picked him up in, um, was like the first alpha I drove and it belonged to the guy, John, who worked there at the shop with me is, you know, now a lifelong friend. Um, and that, and that shop was just like, you know, it's Keith Goring shop, Alpha's Unlimited. Um, people might know him because he's he, he had a uh, a Tipo 33 Stradale at one point, um, which yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a car. Um, <laughs> and that, and then you know he turned that into uh, at some point he sold it and you know had GTAs and um, TZs and and st- SCs and stuff like that. So um, just really really cool stuff around all the time and mm. um, you know hook, line, and sinker for a while. Um, but I'm, I'm a recovering alcoholic. I want to put it clearly. I have zero <laughs> outlets right now. Oh, no. Oh, no. Got to fix uh, that. <laughs> I don't know if we do. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're good. Yep. Andy, i got yep. one question for you. Yeah. I remember you, you took me to that, the workshop, the sports cars oh, yeah. workshops. Yeah. And it seems like something I just, you know, in Australia and here in the UK and Europe, you, you get, you know, the, the specialists, you get a Porsche workshop and you get an Alpha workshop and you get, you know, these. Yeah, America seems to breed these just generic sports car workshops where, where they'll work on like anything that's interesting, but it doesn't really seem to happen anywhere else. Why, why is that? Like, how does, is that just a cultural thing or I don't know? 
Yeah, I think I think part of it, yeah. So sports car workshops is the is the other shop that I spent some time at in my formative years. Um, that was in <laughs> Richmond, and uh, and it still exists, which is cool. Um, actually, I don't know. You probably didn't meet Michael Moore, but he's he's a young guy. He's like younger than me, and now he's running the shop, and um, mm. they're doing really well, like going gangbusters and stuff. So kudos to them. But um, yeah, like. I think it's just that there's not, you know, and this might be to some extent happening everywhere, like where, where all the specialists are just closing up shop. Right. And so to, to make, and the the cars are starting to, you know, whereas before there were so many like MGs and, and beater alphas and like beater everything like sports car really filled a niche of like, we didn't do restoration jobs really we did like a couple, but it was mostly just like keeping people's beater sports cars on the road was a lot of it, you know, like, you know, average priced cars, um, you know, and, and it, I love that sports cars still exists. Um, and I hope that keeps going. Cause I, I think that mm. part of that is going away a little bit, you know? And I think it like, it's exemplified by the fact that when I was working there, not long after you visited, or no, mm. no, it was before. It, I think the nine eleven thing happened before then. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you had so, to tell us about that. You had a nine eleven for a bit. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was working there at the shop, and there was a guy that came in, and he he had like a few cars. But he was like a sketchy dude in the construction industry, and was facing hard times, so he was just selling all of his stuff off. Um, and so I ended up buying a 73 911 um, that was black on black with a 2.7 with triple down draft Webers and exhaust and, you know, wide, wide tape, like wide ass. It was fiberglass flares and had a whale tail that looked totally ridiculous and stuff. But, <laughs> um, but it was $7,500, you know, and it was running and driving and I drove it every day and parked street parked it that like it didn't have lock cylinders on the passenger door you would just you could just open it um <laughs> you know and that was that was like that was like 2011 2012 you know that you could still buy a, you know a long nose 911 hot rod for 7500 dollars you know and that that car is probably i don't know I don't, it's depressing to look up how much it's worth now. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're right. It's an interesting point because any anything that's left these days, I mean, here in the UK, yeah, definitely. Like anything that's that's left is is big, big money because it's nice. And yeah, all of the cheap beaters have have been taken restored. off the road and broken, have either been restored or they've been mm. broken for parts or they've been, you know, whatever, yeah. to the point where yeah, you just, I mean, unless you, you move into, and, you know, we'll, we'll touch on, we'll get to it, but, you know, unless you move into the more modern era where you're talking, you know, MX-5s and, and you know, Z, Z3s and boxes and stuff like that, like they're the new kind of cheap sports cars because all the old MGBs, it's like there's just no cheap ones around because they're either, they're either parts or they're mint. Like there's nothing yeah. in between. But. Yeah. And- Which is for me like a weird for an MGB. <laughs> that's the case because <laughs> they're hor- I, don't, I, I don't like them very much <laughs> they're fun they're charming i mean they're charming yeah. but like when you look at that technology compared to italian technology the day you go like why yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah i had a, a friend of mine 
um, a, a fellow teacher who, who may watch this. So hi, David, if you're watching. But, um, <laughs> uh he just he just bought one and um i he told me he was going to look at it and i was like okay that's fine but you should drive an alpha spider from the same time period and an mx5 you need to buy you need to drive both of those mm -hmm. before you buy an mgb <laughs> <laughs> if you do yeah. not do that you are i don't know what what you're doing <laughs> yeah. yeah but he bought it and i think he got a great deal you know and, and it's a nice little little car it'll be fun for him but yeah like i was looking at the specs um he, he bought a 78 mgb so at the very end with the giant bumpers yeah. 80 horsepower was what was quoted mm. 80 in 1980 and at the same time even with smog choking it down a spider made 115 100 you know, yeah. like about that, like that, that is a sizable difference right in the heart of where that's going to feel like a lot of a difference. <laughs> and you've got all the, you know, independent suspension where it matters, you know, find a mid corner bump and the spider doesn't skip half a foot across into the other yeah. lane. <laughs> yeah. 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 Good times. Good times. Yeah, they're still charming though. But yeah, I mean, I, like, I think like we're talking about sports cars, Andy, and like going through that whole, that's kind of getting lost and you hope they stay around thing. I think that's been a shift in people's expectations of cars mm. for sure. Like I, I, what I've noticed is people don't really want to have compromises with cars. They'd rather have something excessive and maybe hit that. Oh, possibly I might need seven seats. Like mm. instead of the, uh, you know, the other approach, which I think is where a lot of these, you know, you could get away with dailying a sports car stuff. It's like, oh, well, we'll just shove people in and, or, you know, I need to carry that thing. Oh, well, we'll just deal with it when it comes up and, and compromise mm -hmm. on it. Yeah. Um, like, you know, everyone, well, in Australia, for sure, we're going through this thing of everyone's buying SUVs or like the biggest selling cars are dual cab pickups. Like, because I might you know, need to tow a boat. Buy, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> do well, you like, have a boat? You know, no, but I might yeah. have one one day. <laughs> like, yeah. And if and I do. <laughs> I don't know. There's yeah. still something charming, I think, about mm -hmm. having a car that totally doesn't fit the purpose of what you're doing, but yet you yeah. still make it work anyway. Like, yeah. you know, like yeah. driving I mean, a Julia through like silly things and Fords and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or like I, I had um, for a little while a 94 Miata, you know, and like I went to go get my wife like a birthday present, right? And, you know, She's a, she's a big, she's a farmer. She's a gardener. She loves plants and stuff like that. And she had been kind of hinting that she wanted to grow some citrus in the house, like a, like a tree. And so, so I went good. I, I'm just an idiot. And I take the, I take the <laughs> to shop for a fucking tree. I don't know who does that, but, but anyways, I bought this tree and then I've sit it just in the passenger seat and the tree is sticking out the side of the car, you know, and it, it was just, it, it took like what would have just been like a mundane trip to go buy something and made it just hilarious and ridiculous. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, every, every person that was looking was watching and laughing. And, you know, it's just like, I don't know. Sports cars just inject joy into life. And if you don't mm. get that, then I don't, I don't even know. I don't know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but arguably almost smart taking the MX-5 because... Yeah, you can fit it in, no problem. No matter what size tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Roof yeah. off, off you go. Yeah. And How much of the tree did you lose on the way home? <laughs> uh, 
a significant, I mean, it was significant. It was definitely like a windblown side, you know? <laughs> you get home and like, oh, I bought an indoor ornamental plant that <laughs> doesn't have leaves yeah. to hang your uh, scarves like on. <laughs> And he, I just put a like we're we're jumping. I know I, I was afraid this would happen, and it's my own fault, so it's fine. Oh. We're, we're jumping. We're jumping time frames left, right, and center. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, sorry, everybody. <laughs> no, 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 sorry. No, no. This it just just one of my most my most favorite memories from that trip was you just just jogged my memory when you mentioned Michelle's farm. So when we're on Michelle's farm, and remember they were out digging potatoes or something like out the back of the farm, and then we drove the alphas up. And then, and then they had that farm truck. And I think for the record, I think everyone's naturally attracted to the cars that you can't buy. You know, it's just that mm-hmm. the thing you don't have. And yeah. I know that you probably hate them, but I'm so obsessed with like nineties American pickup trucks, like, like Chevy's <laughs> and Ford's. I, they're yeah. so cool. I'd love to have one just to, anyway. Yeah. And then that farm. So it's just what a 94, 95 Chevy truck, you know, column shift, like, and completely rooted by like this thing <laughs> crashed and then yeah we call it, we call it farm fucked <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly that and then i just remember i remember this we jump in this truck and then you turn on the um you turn on the ignition yeah. and then the, and then the radio comes on and it's a, and it's a song by Toby Keith, and it's like and it's and I, we can we can play it. I can find it because I listen to it now sometimes. It's so funny, and and there's this lyric, and it's so Toby Keith is this real like Americana, like American, like you know, like yeah. Trump kind of country country singer. Like he's a, it's a real thing. It's a vibe. It's a, it's a real vibe. But there was a lyric, and I just remember, and it's. And Lady Liberty's there shaking her fist, and you know, and then they're talking about basically. I think it's like the Iraq War or something. It's like, and a rain of hell is gonna rain on you, you know. It's like, and we jump in, and it's like, courtesy of the red, white, and blue, as we're like cruising around this farm in this Chevy truck, and I was like, man, this is so cool. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's the right setting for that song and that truck and that that thing. Like there's no Old other time. Eagle flies overhead. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we do have bald eagles on the farm. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, legit. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. That's so that's like the thing that I've gotten into since knowing Andrew is um and I made him come come along on our English road trip to various bird watching sites. Yeah, Dude, I really I, enjoyed that. I it's it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a game to play while you're out on a walk in the woods. It's awesome. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so bald eagle, there's been a nesting pair of bald eagles on the farm for like, I don't know, like five straight years now. And uh, uh, yeah, so we, we just see them all the time. It's pretty cool. So do you like natural, are you like um, nationally heritage listed site or something? Or because um, like, you know, they're a bit protected, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, they're definitely protected, but they they've had a big comeback so it's it's one of those success stories of environmentalism um they you know had a big fall down in in the late 60s due to use of ddt which you know caused all big birds basically to to crush their eggs when they tried to incubate them um so they banned that chemical and um you know used a lot of different programs to reintroduce uh, a lot of affected species um into wild habitats And, and bald eagles have made a really big comeback which is cool. Yeah, wow. uh, yeah. So 
I think there's like in Richmond, in Richmond city proper where, you know, sports car workshops is where we went to go visit. There's, there's like five or six nesting pairs of bald eagles in the city limits, which is pretty cool. Wow. But yeah. That's a whole different podcast. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I gotta say, you know, the, the, the whole birding thing, like I actually really enjoyed it. It's, it's kind of fun. It's, it's, um, yeah, it's a different, it's a different kind of thing, especially once you've just, jumped out of a little Arbath 500 and you've just belted the piss out of this rental <laughs> 500 up a little mountain path and you park it and it's like ticking, tick, tick, tick and there's like yeah, smoke yeah, pouring yeah. off the brakes and then two like young guys get off and all the people are just looking at you like what are these chads and then you get your birding books out and your binoculars and walk <laughs> yeah. off into there and start looking at birds it's just yeah it's, it's, a, it's a good cover for shenanigans like <laughs> when people tell you ask you what are you doing here you just say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm a bird watcher. And then everybody's just like, oh, okay. Yeah. They, they know that playthrough crazy. <laughs> They're like, but it's 11 o'clock at night and you've got six beers with you and a radio. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it differently. Mm. But, um, so, yeah. Could I take a, one quick uh, bathroom break pause? Would you of guys course. Mind? Yeah, no, no, yeah, go yeah, for go. it. We can, Sorry um, to make you do it, but I'm just going to no, go no, real quick. You go, and then Luke and I can catch up on magazine stuff, and then we'll roll okay, back in. Okay, cool. Yeah, I'll be right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so, Luke, Adelaide Rally. Yes. Slight deviation. Yeah. Do we want to mm. continue this going, or do we want to pause and then restart? No, we'll oh. pause. Okay. I think I can actually pause the recording. There's some continuity here. I've got like. Okay, we are back. We've had our comfort breaks. We're ready to roll. We paused it this time. Technology, it's good. So, <laughs> we now we need to touch on. I'm going to get a little bit serious for a brief amount of time, and then we are going to then raise the tone back up into hilarious humor. This is a story that you know. Earlier, like last year, you know, there's been a lot about American policing in the global media for various reasons, and we can get into that or we can not get into that. But either way, last year wasn't a good year for him. <laughs> no, there is one story from from our from our English Andy knows English road trip in 2018 that that just sticks in my brain so much because when I was reading what was coming out of America and what was happening out of America it all made sense based on a reaction I saw in Andy, like, and this is not a, like, this is just a, like an off the cuff sort of reaction. Um, and yeah, it really just kind of shocks me to be honest. And yeah. And then when we saw everything kind of coming out of America last year, I went, you know what, actually Andy, like you're a, you know, white middle-class guy. I was like, shit, imagine if, if you've reacted that way to, to, you know, what happened to us, imagine, being you know you know black or of color of anything like like i like mm. I, I totally get i totally get understand how that is an issue and i think in australia and the uk a lot of it's just you know a lot of people might have written that off well, not written it off but might have just sort of said oh the media is blowing out of proportion or it's you know blah 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 but yeah like your reaction to this story is is what made me go like no this this is a real thing so yeah that's the down part now the funny part. <laughs> funny. The funny part is Andy stuck on a really horrible. He's back. He's back. So, are you telling the story now? I'll tell the story and then yeah. Okay. So, 
Andy comes over from a road trip, 2018. We're living in London, don't actually own a car. So what do you do? You go to Hertz. And they had these Arbath 500 SASAs to rent for pretty cheap. So we're like, done. So we get this thing and drive it from London up to the Lake District in the UK, which in hindsight, Andy, I wouldn't suggest we do that trip again now because <laughs> there's like five hours of motorway to get to the nice roads. And I, to, for me, that's nothing. That's just like a john. So what, what I realized is that we actually drove past about four other areas of the country that were equally <laughs> as beautiful to get there. <laughs> so we drove past Wales, we drove past the Peak District, we drove past, and like, anyway. So no, no, we did duck into, we ducked across into Wales and we're on the Evo Triangle which is a you know a, a stretch of road made famous by evo magazine because they take all the cars out and test them on this sort of loop and and it's you know a really famous sort of bit of road and yeah so we're, we're on there and i'm driving the other and you know speed limits in the uk are a bit you know negotiable so yeah. we're booking through these turns and this audi a4 comes up behind me and I'm like, oh, so this guy wants to go, does he? So, you know, put, put, the, <laughs> put the hammer down a little bit. And, you, you know, and to be fair, we weren't going to the wrong side of the road. Like we, you know, and we were definitely breaking the speed limit, but we weren't doing anything stupid. Like we weren't, you know, driving recklessly, but we were having on. And this guy kept pace with me and then he kept on pushing me. So I'd go faster. And then, and this happened for maybe a couple of minutes. And I'm just in the mirror going like, dude, this dude in this, like, how do you want to go? And then we get to the straight stretch of road. The lights come on the grill. <laughs> Undercover cop car. I'm like, yeah, okay, pull over. And I'd not actually been pulled over in the UK before. And I go to get out the car, and you're like, dude, what are you doing? Like, 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 you just freaked out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. For for me, there's like, I've had a I've had a definite conversation with adults in my life of what to do when you when you interact with a police officer and um i know i've had that conversation and i know like i i'm a high school teacher right and i i teach students from all different backgrounds and i know my students have had a much more intense version of that conversation um uh, you know students of color and and yeah uh it's it's just not something to fuck around with in america so you know my my whole thing is like if you get pulled over you, you keep your hands on the wheel at all times. You turn on all lights inside your car. You do not do anything unless instructed by a police officer. And you have to res respect that authority because um, I've, I've seen a police officer pull a gun on a friend for, for, for nothing, you know? Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it is like a, a hardening, a just, you know, a reality that we have here. Um, but yeah, the, the, the up, up the part was like after we get pulled over and yeah, what happened next? I, I, my, my jaw, I think probably just was on my chest for, <laughs> for 10 straight minutes. And, and so was mine because in Australia, like, you know, the police, we don't have that problem of them pulling a gun on you and shooting you, but we do have the problem of them finding the absolute living shit out of you for the most <laughs> mild misdemeanor and they're like oh you haven't shaved this morning that's 770 dollars plus processing yeah. fee you know like this sort of stuff so <laughs> the pen is mightier than the sword <laughs> so, exactly. so i'm just sitting there going like 
we we're fucked like like they've followed us at like 25 miles an hour over the speed limit for like three miles <laughs> like we are we are done you know and i was kind of okay with it because i was like you know what we're having a road trip we're having a holiday like it's going to cost a couple hundred pounds you know what it's, it's an expense of the holiday like you know it is what it is we just pay it and move on and then the cop yeah i get out which you know go to chat to him behind the car and he's just like so you saw you driving a bit fast there and i was like oh yeah like i'm sorry and he's like why why were you you know why were you driving fast and i just said to him i was like just yeah just having some fun sorry mate you know like really sorry you know we're just out for yeah. and and anyway long, longer than the story short of it he ended up not finding us gave us a verbal warning not not even a written warning just said but he didn't say don't speed it was the best bit of policing i've ever had he didn't say don't speed he said don't speed on the evo triangle and he's like, this is a really <laughs> famous stretch of road. There's a lot of people drive really fast on it. He's like, you know, the, the residents hate it. You know, he's like, in Wales, there's so many better roads, like not too far away that no one goes <laughs> on. And then he directs us to where we can find these good roads. And he's like, if you go down here, you can like go down there. It's fine. And um, yeah, my jaw hit the ground, the floor too. I was just like, yeah, yeah. are you serious? <laughs> like, it didn't. I mean, it didn't take long before he was telling us about, you know, all the drives he's had with Chris Harris and, you know, all the, you know, top tier guys. And like, he has, they all have him on speed dial so that he can come and, you know, <laughs> let them drive it for exchange for a ride in like a, you know, Ferrari Enzo or something. Wasn't he telling us he, he, like, he blagged a ride um, in a McLaren F1? Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. yeah, like he yeah. pulled him over and yeah, won't give you a ticket if you take me for a burn in it. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I mean, as we were sitting there, they pulled that that R eight. Yeah, they did. The, they did. The, it was like a demo car. It was a journalist car. I, I didn't know who was driving it, but mm. it was an R eight V ten convertible. I wouldn't yep. be surprised if he just like got himself a ride in that thing right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, and do you remember we had photos with him? Remember we had yeah. we took photos with him? I was like, this is amazing. Can we have a photo? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then yeah. we had photos with him. It was nuts. Nuts. Like, I it, I felt like I was in a, I literally, obviously it wasn't a different country, but, you know, just otherworldly. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that even to be fair, like, f for me, and actually I've, I've told that story to a few UK guys and they've all agreed. They've Everyone has said, that is not normal. They're like, you are really <laughs> lucky. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but well, that trip, yeah, that trip was for me, yeah, filled with those moments. There was that moment. I think the other moment that really competes with that one of just jaw dropping was was walking through the camping paddocks at the at the um, at, at Silverstone there. It was just insane. Oh, yeah. Like yeah. There, there is not that culture in the u.s of, of people showing up in their epic you know ferraris lotus whatever and then just pitching a tent next to the fucking ferrari that is not a thing <laughs> and it is so cool it's very um actually yeah like the, the same thing happens at the mall for the 24 hour like yeah you, you get guys drive over in anything from an mx5 up to a you know almost McLaren F1, like, like anything you can care to think of. And they all just camp alongside the car and they drink the same beer and they drink at the same bars and they sleep in the same rain and they shower in the same showers. Like it's, yeah, well, yeah not all of them, awesome. but lots of them do. Yeah. It's, it's awesome. Cool. It's cool. And I, I think, yeah, we had, a, we had a little road trip um, 
with a few like Steve Somerville, who was in the mm. article with the Porsche. He um, he came out and joined over this past summer. You know, we all stayed outside, tried to be as safe as we could. Um, but did a couple of days here in Virginia and then over into West Virginia. So Steve came down. He he brought his dad's Lotus Elise and uh uh my friends brian and john came down and they had like a beautiful restored uh, bmw e28 and um a couple of um you know the typical miata crowd um, and then i i was in my jdm uh wrx wagon and we and I, that my in my mind the whole time was was that that silverstone trip because we just like we just drove and camped and um, had a had a riot of a time. Amazing. But, yeah, that combination of, of of sports car like that to me is like yeah. needs to be a part of a real sports car safari. Is like you're camping, right? It's a yeah. safari. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, camping. It's just the the pulling up and the the you know front boots tents come out of small yeah. spaces. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. It's part of the it's ideal cool. safari. Yeah. So what's in your garage now? Do you have a garage or are your cars outside? No, they are all sitting in like a fucking gravel mud pit in, at the farm. I I am being so unkind to my car collection that I feel bad about it every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that might be changing here soon, but I don't know. we'll see. But yeah, no, so they're all sitting outside and that's sad. But mm-hmm. um, so in the garage right now, the virtual not existent garage, there is... <laughs> Uh, my wife has a Nissan Frontier, which I think you know is a Navarro. Mm-hmm. Uh, four-wheel drive manual truck. That's the truck around the farm. Um, and and then I have my daily. And I was very excited. I just I got this a few months ago. Uh, I picked it up for thirteen hundred dollars. It's a two thousand two Ford Focus ZX3 uh, stick stick with like ninety thousand miles on it. Like a one-owner car that I bought for thirteen hundred dollars. Um, <laughs> And then right after I bought it, Chris Harris did an interview on the Late Break Show. Yes. What is his daily <laughs> ideal t- t- under $2,000 car? Ford Focus with new bushings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mine has very not new bushings, but otherwise I'm in good shape. Is it, is it good? Is it as much fun as they say? It's, fucking, it's good. It's really good. <laughs> what, hang on, what year is it? It's uh, 2002. So it's one of the, like, the proper WRC focuses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two door, so four door. Uh, two door, two door, and it's got um, yeah, stick transmission. You know, Z Tech one point. Uh, oh, I think it's a one point six liter Z Tech engine. Yeah, the steering rack is the same steering rack they were putting in Ford GTs at the time. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the, you know parts <laughs> been rating. Like yeah, yeah. It is a tight rack. It feels awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the daily. But then my, my the Radwood fleet is I've got uh, a '93 uh, JDM WRX wagon um, that lovely just, yeah that I just like I bought that two years ago um, from Japanese Classics which is a dealership in Richmond mm-hmm. um, which you know is interesting to talk about with you guys because like yeah. we're we're Americans getting JDM cars and, and ruining it for everybody else sorry yeah about that. thanks for driving the values up. <laughs> yeah um but yeah so i got that one and i have like done a lot of sorting work on that i just did, i did the whole suspension i put um 
uh, a friend of mine just happened to have a set of ProDrive P1 springs sitting on a shed, yeah. which are like, which, you know, they were the ones that they put in the UK model, STIs mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and so I put those in some, some KYB shocks and uh, white line, white line, white line, sway <laughs> <laughs> uh, bars in the back. And it, it is a freaking riot, but I don't need to tell you that you're a former. Yeah. Uh, I used, to mine. I used to love mine. I regret selling it. I mean, I had no choice. I had no choice. We were buying a house at the time. And, um, you know, when I'm terrible at saving and my part of the deposit is invested into a WRX, you kind of got no choice. But no, it was great. It was <laughs> such a good thing. The thing that shocked me about it, and Luke and I, we drove it to the Bathurst 12-hour. In fact, the poster that's behind Luke at the, at the moment, actually, the uh, mm. the Galado, yeah, the poster, we, we drove it to that race and we, you know, Adelaide to Bathurst. That was the year after. That was the year after. Oh, that was the, that was the, the year we had year. the i30. Oh man, that was awful. That was awful. But um, yeah, but it was just like yeah, the yeah. WRX was such just such a good cruising car, which shocked me. And the fuel consumption was is scary around town. Like in traffic, it's just scary. But when you're actually on the highway, just sitting off boost at you know 110 k's an hour or whatever, it's actually really good. Like, it, it, yeah. They must have like calculated it just off boost because i was really because mm. it was still up like it sits what up around close to three it's like 2800 yeah. 2900 revs just yeah. before three must mm. be just the point before it starts coming on boost because <laughs> i was scared that we were going to have like huge fuel bill of of like of that trip just sucking through juice because i was getting i don't know in miles it was I definitely remember. better than the g-wagon well yeah that <laughs> but i was i was getting 350 kilometers to a tank around the city and I was like, dude, it's like 1,200Ks to Bathurst. Like, this is going to cost us a mint. <laughs> and it was good. We, we, we got sort of 500, I reckon, out of it on the highway. So yeah, yeah, anyway. we, yeah we, only, we only put two tanks in to get there. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah it was pretty good. Yeah. I, yeah. For what it is, I, I feel like the fuel consumption is, is, is okay. Although it's easy for me to say because I think my gas costs about a quarter of what it costs each of you right now. It literally does. <laughs> no, no. We're, we're a quarter of the UK. What are you guys at the moment? We are, we are a pound. Okay, let's do the do the math. Do you, so at the moment, I know I filled the car up on the way back from today, and I paid a pound twenty five a liter. So one pound twenty five a liter two five GBP to AD. That currently, so that's two dollars twenty four a liter Australian. Wow. <laughs> And I, we're like a dollar. Up, we're fluctuating between a dollar nine and a dollar forty a liter yeah. at the moment. And so in US dollars, that's a dollar seventy to a liter. Yeah. And how many so, liters are in a gallon? Right. That's the next part of the math you have to do because we're stupid like that. Yeah. 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 Don't use the metric system. That doesn't make sense. No. No. Why so there's four point five. Our liberties, Luke. Our liberties. <laughs> freedom. Four point five four liters in a gallon. Yeah. So if we times one four point five times one point seven times one point seven, we are paying seven dollars sixty-five a gallon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and how much are you paying? That's US dollars. Uh, I paid this morning, I put some gas in the in the Volvo. I think it was for premium, it was two twenty a gallon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crying. Good so along. Seven dollars sixty-five a gallon versus two dollars. Yeah, 
anyway well that, moving that's right got along that's got to change yeah. that's, that's yeah, got to change true. if you guys are going to make any environmental impact whatsoever. yeah yeah, yeah. i would true. totally have a truck like bring it on yeah. give me one of those seven liter g <laughs> things like no I'm give me an f, f450 or whatever yeah i, I want to go on the record right now saying gas should be more expensive we should we should be actually taking climate change seriously so that we can then enjoy occasional drives in our awesome cars guilt-free yes yes and uh and and yeah rather than feeling kind of bad every time you take them out which is the current situation which i think mm. we if we were doing more we wouldn't feel that way which would be nice i must admit in in the uk and i've definitely felt this way that since moving to the uk i have very much split my needs for transport have become very divorced from my enjoyment of cars as a hobby mm. and yeah bring on an electric car bring on the train bring on like autonomous yeah. cars to get to work i don't want to see traffic and drive like screw that i'd rather you know <laughs> do whatever but yeah sunday morning give me my xyz yeah. and an open bit of road and 30 yeah. liters of fuel and let me at it like you know they're, they're different yeah. things they're different things and i think australia is is a bit behind in that respect where people are like you can't take my internal combustion engine away from me and it's like dude you're driving in traffic to work every day like just get a bloody electric car and move on with your life yeah. like you don't we, we got <laughs> we got two we got we got two things that are like kind of frustrating me with that one is like most people have solar in australia mm -hmm. like a lot of homes have solar you know we're not huge high density living areas where you know most people are still in a house by themselves mm -hmm. you know they're mm -hmm. not in a, an apartment complex which means most people have installed solar so we've got green energy off the bat for trying to deal with electric cars which i think is one of the things yeah. that is a bit um you know, when you're getting your power from an unclean source mm. um, to fuel a green car kind of doesn't yeah. make sense. Um, but then the other bit is our government's not really giving any incentive to purchase. They're trying, uh, is South Australia yeah. going to tax electric cars? They've announced oh, a, a tax on electric cars. Oh, oh they, they, they're heavier and they, they chew up the road more. Like, come on. Right. No, oh. it's just because they're not paying fuel excise. <laughs> come on, yeah, mate. Exactly. We can read between this one. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. And yeah, like, I remember yeah. I was um, selling cars at the time when we got the Chevy Volt, Andy, down here. Mm. And the, the sheer cost of that thing, it, fantastic technology for back in that day, right? Like, you know, petrol-powered car to give you extra range, cope with anxiety, try and, mm. try and I think it was a, an amazing, like it, that's been a pretty, pretty cool stepping stone to get people across that, that fear, I guess, of, of electric mm. vehicles. Mm. but still had plug-in and stuff. And I remember the dealership we were working at, we got like, you know, got the plug-in put in, got everything set up. But just by the time you got them on the road, they were 70 something thousand dollars Australian, oh which, God. you know. At the time when a Commodore at the time, like 35? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you look yeah. at what exemptions were in California and stuff, and we're going, well, yeah, this is expensive technology, but why aren't we subsidizing it? And if, I think even the other day, there was still something from Morrison saying that, you know, not really going to do anything with it like why yeah. are we doing it there's a whole yeah there's a bit of a kick up in well, the media about it and i i agree like you know for me if driving around for work doing it stuff like or you know or, yeah. or ruth yeah. dropping the kids off at school or something like why aren't we using electric vehicles for that i, I don't yeah. i don't need enjoyment yeah. out of that part of my yeah. day <laughs> put, put, yeah. your put your sports car safari podcast on put your heated seats yeah. on and just yeah. like just get there like mm. yeah anyway yeah. Well, I, yeah, oh, I do have, 
I do have an yeah in the in the interim to getting a reasonable electric car to 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 drive around. Um, like I think the the two things that I bought to to help my conscience are first of all that the Focus, um, because before the Focus, the other car that I have um, that's daily driven, so I have the WRX, and for a while I was daily driving um, uh, my Volvo 240 station wagon. <laughs> I, have a, I have a 91 Volvo 240 station wagon. Wow, that, business. <laughs> yeah, and this one has been um, turbo swapped, so it's a engine driveline from a 940T. Um, yeah. And so, but the boost has been turned up to like 13 PSI. So it's making like two, I don't know, 225 horsepower, maybe 250 <laughs> foot pounds of torque or whatever. Um, and a very so double, righteous, double, yeah, double, double what it was. Double, <laughs> double. Um, and in a very like ridiculously 80s turbo way, you know, it's like, it's the, all the lag, all the ridiculous things. Thank <laughs> um, good though. We we did a yeah. story in in the latest SCS on a on a Volvo 242 GT rally car back in Adelaide, mm. and chatting to Mike who who built it and then Luke did the story, but it's like they are so strong. They I didn't yeah. realize they have it like a Dana rear end, which is shared with the Jeep Wrangler, and yep. all of the the axles, the drivetrain, like it's pretty much built for 500 horsepower out of the box, you know, from yeah. Gothenburg in 1991. <laughs> like yeah, it's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it really is. It's- it's got two pot front brakes, you know, so or or four pots rather, like four pot front brakes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, yeah, the Dana, like, so the Dana rear end. Dana, sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, I, yeah, yeah, I just know intimately about the Dana rear end because <laughs> this this summer, um, I took a COVID uh, road trip, or should we call it a sports car safari? Is it allowed? Are you allowed to call it a sports car safari if it's a yeah. Uh, station wagon. Call it what you want. Call it what you want. Sports car is anything that brings you joy. That's my yeah, definition. Yeah, yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, so I did. I did like a two thousand mile road trip up into the Adirondack Mountains in Vermont, in New York, and then over into Vermont. Oh. Um, but before before I did that, I put a, a, a Detroit locker in the Dana, so just like a limited slip, because that's what you need for a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure um, that wouldn't have cost much as well, like because. Dana rear ends are pretty common. Yeah. There, yeah. 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 It was yeah, like four fifty. Yeah. 450 for the, for the, for the disc. And then, <laughs> yeah. So no big deal. So yeah, put that in and um, yeah. And then I, I had uh, some, like some weird noise coming at lock in the trip. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I was just afraid that the whole rear end was going to chew itself up and, and that would be the end of the road trip on some fucking back road in the middle of nowhere in Vermont, um, <laughs> which would not have been ideal. So I was looking up places to go, and then I found this place called the Swedish Pit, <laughs> which doesn't sound like a it's a place barbecue that place. To to. <laughs> that could go one of several ways. My mind went to like whale barbecue. That's what. That's where my mind went. Yeah. Um, but instead it's like it's outside of Burlington, Vermont. It's like a, a, a awesome. You were talking about the, the dying art of being a specialist. Like these guys mm-hmm. are specialists. They do all they do is Volvos, mostly the old real drive stuff. And um, they were so helpful, you know. But mm-hmm. at one point they were like, I don't think we can get the parts. They ended up just draining the, the fluid and I think it was just like, you know, 
just they all needed to kind of like maybe some burrs on the gears needed to get worn off whatever ended mm-hmm. up being fine but i was about to stop at a jeep shop to have them work on the thing because they, they and they were like oh it's a dana 30 yeah we can do that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just weird yeah but, but so it's it's a really cool car i love driving it it does though if you get into the gas at all like you are immediately at you know 13 miles to the gallon <laughs> it's ridiculous it is ridiculous how bad the gas knowledge is so to counteract that um i bought from my friend dana a um a 95 honda del sol si um which is the opposite like it runs on regular gas so that gas like 87 octane is like i don't know like a dollar 50 a gallon or something oh, like man. and gets like 36 miles to the gallon and is a riot i love it it's really cool. Please tell me, is it in some hilarious 90 shade? Yes, it is teal. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. It is teal. Yeah. And it's uh, a five speed with a 1.6 single cam VTEC. So it makes oh, same VTEC. engine that was out of yeah, VTEC, single jingle really? VTEC. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So it's like 125 horsepower, seven something RPMs. That's but awesome. It's cool, like two things coming from that, from a recent NA owner, uh, NA Miata to that. Yeah. First of all, for Andrew, for you in particular, mm. I don't know about like how you fit in NA, but for me, it's basically, it's untenable. Like, I look comical. Yeah. I, look, I look about a size too big for the car, maybe two sizes. Yeah. yeah. My, my mom NBs said- are okay, good. NAs are a bit small. Yeah. Yeah. My mom said I look like a giraffe riding a skateboard. <laughs> so- it's just not tenable. So I that's why I sold it. But this like the Adele Soul, I fit freaking fantastic. The seats really? are awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a great tall guy car. Yeah. But, so there's that. And there's also just like the difference is the engine. That mm. and an NA Miata engine is a thrashy. Yeah. Thrashy thing. It's just not it's vibrating and thrashy. Mm. Whereas the Miata, I mean the Del Sol is just like, you know sings to the top and it it's yeah. a zingy zippy thing it's fun to be at the end of the rep limiter on this yeah wow. they were they were um for australian people it was like crx wasn't it yeah 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 and this one's a 95 so the um they had just redesigned all of the gaskets on the roof and stuff because they're they're notorious for me um this one knock now i, I had to there was a bunch of trunk leaks that I had to fix, but knock on this wood table, it's not leaking right now. Um, <laughs> this is a bonus. Which is good since you've got eight inches of snow coming tomorrow. So Yeah. <laughs> 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 I, but is is this is a genuine question for, for y'all for Australian market. Like, was it the same situation that did you guys get the whole Fast and the Furious thing where every Honda suddenly became hemps and like lowered and had underbody lights and body kits and all that stuff. Did that happen? Not every, not every, but yeah, like it did. The show car scene definitely did go down that that path. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a sidetrack that we have gone down before. Sexpec, Hot Fours magazine. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, it it definitely happened, but not not on the scale that it happened in the US. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it it literally killed 
almost every bill sold. Like, <laughs> the, the, the number they all, of, they all had the suspension that like the airbags. Are, uh, no, <laughs> Do you remember no, that bit? In the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they static, went static. Yeah. Oh, they yeah, were just yeah. chop springs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. pretty funny. Yeah. So, yeah, anyways, that's, that's the... I, I, I like that I've got, like, front-wheel drive, rear-wheel drive, four-wheel drive, um, and turbo, non-turbo. It's just, I've gotten to this point of, like, fleet management in my head where it's like, okay, I've got the perfect fleet, but then the fact that I have the perfect fleet terrifies me that I have a freaking fleet. <laughs> hilarious anyway, yeah, he's gone funky I, think, I think we've dropped Andy's audio which to be fair though I'm conscious of the fact that we probably Bit do need time. to start yeah. uh, wrapping this present up and re-gifting it at the next <laughs> yeah, that was, a, that was yeah. a shitty a shitty uh, thing to do but anyway. must, must be getting late where you are Andrew yeah. 11pm we're 11pm we're good but um yeah anyway mate andy thank you for joining us it's been uh, yeah. we've been talking about this for ages it's it's good to to actually do it and i think we should make this a a semi-regular thing if you're up for it i think it'd be uh, totally yeah totally yeah it would be mm. fun mm. and i've got some um goofball car guys on my side that would love to shoot shit and drink beers and all that stuff too so definitely you know you know i i think the the best part and and i hope that our you know, listeners share this too, but I think the best part about cars is just that, you know, as we were talking earlier, you know, brings sort of people together. And I mean, I'm just going to go and limb and say that like a hell of a lot of people in Adelaide, South Australia, and, you know, Australia probably don't know a hell of a lot about Virginia, but to actually just <laughs> meet a bunch of these people from that part of the world and hear about what they do and where they drive and what they drive. Yeah. And like, I think it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. 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 And we got to plan a post, post-pandemic reunion tour. We'll figure it out. We do. I will. I think it's my turn to come to you. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is this is why I'm maintaining the fleet, man, so that you have a car. <laughs> no longer we have to rent spiders yeah, yeah, from yeah. guys. <laughs> Thrashed yeah. out spiders. Shotgun <laughs> Delso. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank anyway, you, guys. Thank you for joining. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Um. Luke, do we need to wrap anything up? Obviously, we've got Adelaide Rally coming up again, which I feel mm. like we've been plugging the Adelaide Rally for the last bloody six months because, Andy, you might not realise <laughs> that the rally was was pulled a couple of days before it was due to get underway because there was a Adelaide's only COVID lockdown scare. Like, And there wasn't actually even any COVID. It was just a scare. But it, uh, No, no, no. We had, no, we had like, there was a good, I don't know, 10 or 12 people, I think, that got infected. <laughs> Yeah, every minute over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 12 people. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. We got a thousand deaths a day. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I don't know if we should be bragging. Can I say, yeah, like the mm. fact that that's a big scare for us, I'm really like, that's, that's, that's a good comforting thing. And, and yeah. that's a good thing. <laughs> I think, I think, I think if I'm, I don't, Andy, I don't, I don't know, I'm, I don't want to speak for Virginia, but I definitely speak for England. I think pretty much all of England wants to be in South Australia about the yeah. right now. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yes, 100% yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, good news is on the horizon. I had my first shot uh, last Monday. Really? So, yeah, they're yeah, getting the teachers teachers early so we can get back in the classroom. Have they taken control yeah. of your mind? Yeah, because that's what happens, uh, isn't it? I, I'm waiting you. for that. I need that, that extra download of data, but I haven't gotten it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So anyway. Awesome. We're preparing for yeah, the so we got rally. rally. 
um, in March. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's that's really the next thing. I, th- I think everything's still kind of, you know, you're not in lockdown, but but various states have not not doing too much. So, and yeah, mm. we are we are definitely in lockdown well and truly here. So there's there's nothing happening. But I might have a new car, so we can talk about that next week. <laughs> yeah, that that'll be a fun one actually. That'll be a fun. Yeah. One. When you get your new when you get your new car, Andrew, we'll, we'll, can we go through the whole story? Can we be like? Yeah, I think we can. I think big, we can. Big long. Yeah detailed it's a, it's a journey boring story but anyway yeah we'll save that i'll be yeah. all right be awesome perfect all right <laughs> cheers Thanks, everybody Andy. thank you everybody yeah